this is episode 627 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, May 13th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Nez, and today I can finally talk about those games I've been playing the last few weeks that I've teased about, but haven't been able to talk about. I'm only going to talk about one today, Sniper Elite V2 Remastered. Yeah, get excited talking about an old game that is new again Ooh la la and then i'll be talking about the other one on wednesday i won't tell you what it is you can guess if you want there's no point it's not that exciting but uh you can look forward to that on wednesday and that game will be a new one so that's something to look forward to and then in addition to that uh, a few other things i've been playing and what have you and then of course there was a new episode of Game of Thrones last night, and it is, or it was, the penultimate episode. One more to go. And historically, the penultimate episode is usually the one that people look at in a season and say, Hey, that's the best episode of the... I don't know what voice I'm doing. They just say, Hey, that right there, that's the best episode of the season. That is the peak of every Game of Thrones season, right? The penultimate one. Uh, does a uh, season eight <laughs> keep this going? <laughs> uh, I think you can tell by my reaction that the answer is <laughs> yes, of course it does. No, it doesn't. But I'll get to that when I get to that. And then I watched the Lego Movie Part 2, or whatever it's called. It's like Lego Movie 2 build more i don't know and uh yeah we got some thoughts about that so i'm going to start off with sniper elite v2 remastered which is an interesting release it's available on pc xbox one playstation 4 and the switch on pc if you own the original version uh, at least on steam i don't know about any other platforms you can purchase an upgrade of this remastered version for ten dollars uh, on other consoles, of course, you can't, though on Xbox One, the original version is backward compatible, so if you already have, if you already own it on Xbox One, you don't need to upgrade it, because really, it's not the biggest change, the, the, the biggest update, I'd say, is that there is a 60 frames per second mode, which is nice, it's always nice to get that in games, and playing on the X, it, it looks pretty good runs well but it's just it's a weird thing because since 2 came out we've had sniper elite 3 and 4 and this remastered version costs $35 there's a small pre-order discount of like 10% off i think making it a little over 31 bucks and it's okay but it's not like games in other series where it's very story-driven or the way in which the new games play and feel is drastically different than it's nice to have this other take on the series. It's just another Sniper Elite game and an older one which has been improved upon in its sequels and I find it hard to 
find a reason to go back to play Sniper Elite 2 when 3 and 4 are out there. If you've never played any of the Sniper Elite games, 3, the Ultimate Edition with all the DLC and all that jazz, is 40 bucks, so it's not that much more. And you can get a better version of Sniper Elite that feels better and, and is more open, because that's one thing that I'm not a huge fan of going back to Sniper Elite V2, is a much more linear experience, whereas the series opens up with 3 and even more so with 4, giving you more options to play around with in the environment, as opposed to being more of a, not corridor shooter, but you're definitely more constricted in, in V2. There is co-op, that's still there, and online play, I didn't get a chance to mess around with online because there was nobody playing whenever I checked because, of course, I had a pre-release. Uh, it supports up to 16 players on all consoles except the Switch, which supports 8. And I don't know if that's different from the original release because they, in their, like, 7 bullet points, 7 reasons to upgrade from the original, the co-op and multiplayer was listed, but that exists in the original so I don't I don't know what it is if it's just an increased player count. Um, they also list of course it has 4K HDR support if you have a system uh, and TV that can utilize that. The the 60 frames per second upgraded visuals and the visuals do look nice. It's on par with Sniper Elite 3, not 4 though. The the textures are still the same textures. It's just a lot cleaner and crisper. And it does look nice compared to the original, but going back and forth between Sniper Elite V2 and Remastered, which I did a fair amount. I played the original release on disc on my Xbox 360, and then I played the digital version backward compatible on my Xbox One, and I went back between all these three different versions of the game, and it does look better, but it's not a huge improvement, especially the backward compatible version on Xbox One and playing on the X. But of, of course, this is a very specific uh, thing that is uh, Xbox One only. You don't have it backward compatible on PlayStation, and there is no uh, Switch Nintendo version of the original so it's your first chance to play the game on those consoles i can't uh, comment on how those player feel especially the switch one which i think would be the most interesting to hear how it plays and runs but um yeah it's it's just weird because i look at it and i think of other games that have been remastered or, or, or whatnot and i find more reason for those like with the darksider series which was remastered and made to look much better and run better and those were strong improvements and also they have strong stories that make me want to go back to them I'd want to go back to them and replay them um, whereas with Sniper Elite 2 like I said I, I have been playing it and the story is whatever it's throwaway the mission structure and design is much more narrow and strict and I'm used to the more open-ended uh, nature of the new games and I miss that um, I really the thing that bothers me the most though oddly enough and it, it does have mouse and keyboard support which I haven't messed around with which is kind of interesting but 
The thing that bothers me the most is that they changed the control scheme for the controller with this remastered release, which I don't think is the way any of the other games control. I played Sniper Elite 3, and I did jump into 4, and I don't remember 4 working this way. I know 3 didn't, and the original release of 2 didn't, and there's no, there are no ways of changing the controls, no additional presets or the option to change buttons yourself. And, and the weird thing about it is that to look down the scope of a rifle, you press the left bumper, you hold the left bumper. Whereas on all the other games and the original release of two, you just press the, you hold the left trigger and in remastered, V2 remastered, you hold the left trigger to do like an over-the-shoulder zoom in. And then you press the left bumper to zoom in with the, the scope. But with any other gun, the, the pistol, machine guns, etc., the left bumper and the trigger do the same thing. It's just over-the-shoulder. It's only different with the rifle because the rifle has the scope. And I don't understand why this was done because if i'm using a rifle i'm probably not doing anything in close quarters i'm, I'm i have it equipped because i'm going to be taking out people from a distance so why not just let me use the left trigger to look down the scope i think the bumpers on the xbox one controller are nice but i don't like them for holding down for for long periods of time Holding down for a few seconds with grenades or stuff like that, sure, that's fine. But holding them down for 5, 10, even more seconds is uncomfortable. I, I find it to be an uncomfortable position with my finger. And it's just a weird control scheme that I don't understand, especially since the original didn't work that way. Um, maybe it's just that they change things up and they're like, we have this left bumper that we're not using before because in the original release, the left bumper was used for sprinting. So they're probably like, okay, we map sprinting to the left analog stick like in so many games. So now we have this bumper free. What do we use it for? Hmm. Well, we don't have a use for it, so let's just manufacture a use and do this, even though this is weird and uncomfortable and unnecessary who cares let's just do that that's what it feels like uh, and the, the inability to change the control scheme because maybe there are people who really do love the original release and they're excited to play this and they love the way the original release feels because it does feel different from the future games from three and four maybe they want to play the game and have it feel the way they remember and you can't do that so that's a bit frustrating but Runs well, looks solid. You know, it looks it's on par with, like I said, three, not four, but three still looks good. You know, it's not it's not it's nice and clean and crisp, which is something I always appreciate. You know, I, I don't need the most detailed textures or, or most detailed character models. I much prefer having very clean, crisp visuals with high anti-aliasing. I don't like seeing jaggies. I'm playing through Call of Duty Ghosts right now for Attack the Backlog. And that is jaggy heaven. Um, you know, it doesn't look terrible, but it could be smoother. It could be nicer. And you don't get that with Sniper Elite V2 Remastered, which I really like. So that's a positive. Um, 
but yeah, it's weird because I look at it and I think if you've played Sniper Elite 3 and 4 and you never played 2 or the, the first one either, but that, that doesn't matter, and you really love those two games and you want to go back, I guess it's worth checking out, but you have to keep in mind that it's a step back for the series. It's not like you're going to be playing it and being like, oh, I like how more constricted I am in this. Uh, and I like how this is different or that is different and how I'm unable to do this or that. So I would caution anyone because it's just, it's a step back. It's not a step forward and it's not even a sidestep because uh, the, the story is not going to engross you. If it does, well, cool. I'm good on you. But I did not give a shit about any of the story that I uh, watched while playing through it. Uh, it still has the kill cam, of course, which is fine and gruesome. Um, can be really, really nasty. One time, I think I shot through like someone's hand, and then through their face, and it was that was some kind of nasty. But uh, yeah, it's just weird because I, I look at it and I think, okay, if you're into snipers and you haven't played any game in the series, go to three. Just go right to three. Skip two. There's no point to go to two. Just go right to three. But if you played three and you played four, uh, four is still sixty bucks. Um, sure, why not check out two? Just don't expect anything crazy. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they had this in one of their earlier games. No, just the same old, same old. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it, I will say though, like. It is at least a solid remaster, whereas something like Red Faction, Gorilla, the remastered edition, was one of the laziest remasters I've played this generation. You know, it was like the the PC version that was just ported to consoles. It didn't look all that much better. Didn't, like, nothing about it was that much better than the original release. Uh, and at least this has the frame rate improvement, uh whatever it is to the online, whether it's the player count or whatever, and cleaner, crisper visuals, um, which is nice. Uh, so yeah, that is again, Sniper Elite V2 Remastered. And I also appreciate that they didn't try and be cute with the remastered part of the title. I don't know what they would say that would be cute in terms of sniping, but I'm sure they could have come up with something. But in addition to that, I put up the new episode of Attack the Backlog yesterday for Valiant Hearts, The Great War, which really love that game uh, in large part because of the beauty of it and a few of the moments that were just really, really special. But it is also just a basic-ass puzzle game with very easy, straightforward puzzles that got a little tiring while playing through it. But overall, I really liked it, and I love the story. And you can check out that episode of Attack the Backlog to see and hear my uh, thoughts in full. One thing that's always tricky about games like that is just putting the video together. It's like, how, what footage am I going to use? Because it's not the it's not the best footage to string together for an extended period of time. But um, looking forward to putting together the Agents of Mayhem video because that that episode just got crazy. And then moving on to Ghosts which I'll be finishing up soon and I can put that together and I'll, I'll start um, building another uh, cushion, which will be nice. 
think I'll play through Costume Quest 2 after that. And then there was something else that I saw, and I'm like, oh, God, I want to play through that as well. I should probably play through one of the old classic adventure games, which I think I forgot I have because those are on PS4, and I can't remember the last time I turned on my PS4. It's been maybe over a month. I think the last time I turned on my PS4 was whenever the name change went to everyone. And so I turned on my PS4, changed my username, and then never turned it on again. But uh, yeah, there's like, what, Grim Fandango, Full Throttle, something else, I don't know. And there's the new game that's probably worth checking out, Broken Age. Uh, so I might check one of those out. Um, I also was watching um, Greg Stewart's, Greg Stewart's uh video on his generation 16 extra channel i believe where he's doing uh, his top 100 games of all time you should check out his stuff it's good very good generation 16 um and he is also part of the player one podcast of course um but in his top 10 one he had my number one bioshock at number 96 which broke my heart a little bit no i didn't really care but um he also had Prince of Persia, Sands of Time on there. And I'm like, haha, I've been meaning to play that. I should get around to playing that. Why don't I want to play that soon? So I might play through that sometime soon as well. So that's all exciting news, kind of. Call of Duty Ghosts, speaking of that, and Attack the Backlog, I just want to say it's amazing how unexciting that game is. It's, it's very whatever. It's the least exciting Call of Duty game I think I've ever played, which is probably why it is looked poorly on uh, i'm guessing because it, it plays fine and all that you know it feels like call of duty um for the time i'm sure it looked solid but the events happening on it in it and the story is just it's just very whatever um and the performance from brandon ralph is that his name are the best superman i'm just kidding but uh superman what was it returns or whatever and the what gluten guy from no the the vegan guy from Scott Pilgrim. Uh it's got a very lazy, empty performance. But uh, I think it's time to move on to Game of Thrones. So the fifth episode of Game of Thrones, season eight, the next to last episode, aired last night, and it was an amazing pile of shit it's it's truly special and an accomplishment in how they're able to just burn down every good thing they've had going for the show over the last seven and change it worth of seasons you know the 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 beginning of this season of season eight the first three episodes were all right they weren't the best or anything i i think the battle was a muddy mess and I just didn't really care for it but I, I don't care for those big battles in any kind of media or, or in any film TV show whatever but um the fourth episode had me concerned and then the fifth episode just shit on everything and ruined so much and just made me question whether or not it was worth rewatching the series to catch up and all that you know it was at least easy because i 
didn't have to pay attention to the first five seasons fully because it was really just a, a, I already watched that stuff. So I just had to listen and pay attention when I wanted to. So that was good. But I'm just still kind of in awe of how shitty this last episode was and the things they did. One, if you're somebody who still believes Daenerys is a great character and she's super smart and all this stuff and you love her so much, you're fucking out of your mind. She is a piece of shit character and she just proved it a million times more in the last episode where, of course, spoilers, let that be known. But she just proved that in this last episode, doing dumb shit. And it is clear too, especially with her storyline, that there is so much material left on the table that they need to get to and they don't have the time or space to really flesh these things out. So they're just cramming so much in so that everything is wrapped up with a nice fucking messy ass bow for the, the end of the season. And her turn into the Mad Queen was something I think we all expected because she was definitely showing signs of turning into a, a psychopath. But her little moment was just like icing on the cake for me who's like yeah she's a piece of shit now everyone else can see she's a piece of shit if you don't think she's a piece of shit then you're out of your mind she's an absolute piece of shit um and it's funny too just the way they they shot and edited and put this episode together there's so many moments like when she's about to uh do her thing they linger on her face and and the moment and the and what's happening you're like okay I know what you're going to do. We all know what she's going to do. Just get the fuck on with it, okay? Just do it. Do it because you're just wasting our time right now. And there are a lot of those little bits in the series. And weird moments with sound mixing and cutting back and forth between characters that a lot of people seem to like in terms of editing. I found it to be a bit cumbersome. Uh, You had a lot of characters die. I thought it was weird the way... Arya has become this badass, kind of emotionless, empty nothing of a character who is very boring and one note and is just concerned with killing and killing and killing and killing and killing. And then the Hound tells her, don't come anymore. The the dragons will get her now when she's on her way to kill Cersei. And then she's just like... (laughs) okay you're fucking right hound no thank you i'm gonna go home now never mind i'm I'm done with this vendetta and everything i'm good i'm gonna go home now and then she turns into a scared little girl again when she's running through the city as it's coming apart from the dragon and everything i'm like what the fuck is this character arc what the hell is going on with her and then the worst of all is by far jamie who this was just a big fat shit in your lunch spit in your face just an absolute train wreck and horrible way to end this character's story and his arc all the the build up and the character growth that he's had since the beginning of the series was thrown down the toilet uh and flushed with the dirtiest diarrhea as he returns to cersei and then they hold each other as the building collapses on them. And prior to this, 
Euron Greyjoy, that fucking worthless piece of shit, who is the Captain Marvel of Game of Thrones, this character who is very OP, enters the story very late in the game, and then has a significant impact on so many things, is doing all this shit and this shit, and it's just like, where the fuck did this character come from, and why are they doing all this shit? And how are they managing to do it all, and nothing ever happens to them? So he stabs Jamie in the side, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this how Jamie's gonna die? This fucking dipshit? Seriously? He's already fucking killed a dragon, and he did all this shit with his ships. He managed to get all these ships in a short period. Like, what the fuck is with this guy? What is going on? Uh, but Jamie survives getting stabbed in the side twice uh, and kills Euron Greyjoy to get to Cersei. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, it's still okay. He could still be like, you know, get to her and then kill her. And then it'll be like, okay, fine. He dies too. But he, he killed her, and it'll be all good. Then he takes her away from the whatever room they're in. And when they get to this area, I'm like, okay, maybe he just wanted to get her somewhere safe or something so he could say his last words to her before killing her. That'll be good, right? But no, he just came back to her. He, that's what he did. There was, no, there was nothing else behind his words, apparently. He learned nothing over the course of the entire season. He... Grew, not at all. What a worthless fucking piece of shit character Arthur did. Uh, on Twitter, good old signed in podcast, Superfro, he posted a, a gif on Twitter, which I already said, of Jamie uh, Lannister's character arc, which was that hiking game from Price is Right. You just see like, oh, he's he's gotten look look how far he's gotten over the course of all these seasons and then you're like oh he's gonna reach the top and then just fucking falls right over to his death one just goes now he doesn't even fall down to the bottom he goes past the bottom it's just a fucking train wreck what a piece of shit all that was um like Tyrion, i don't i don't care about him anymore like at this point there's almost no one left i give any shits about the only character I think who's left alive that I'm still a fan of is Davos. I think that's his name. I'm like, yeah, love him, but like, what is he going to become? There's no way he's going to become king or anything, so it's just, he's there. And I hope he survives it because I like him. But, I don't know. I guess the next episode is just going to be John versus Daenerys. <laughs> Two characters I don't give any shits about. And their bullshit love story that has never been believable. They have the fucking fakest love story in the world. Like, there's no chemistry between them. It's ridiculous. Uh, Daenerys is such a stupid little child who knows nothing. They always like to say, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Daenerys knows jack shit. She is a worthless piece of shit character. I hate her. She's such a, a pile of garbage. And it sucks because, uh, I forget her name, but the actress is like so lovely in interviews she's like oh you're so delightful but i hate your character so much but i don't blame her i blame the writing and it makes me curious as to how the books will play out if they ever get finished because i look at this and i think this can't be what george R. R. martin actually wanted or is going to write whenever he writes the story himself i think of it and i look at it and i just think to myself okay 
at some point HBO and the showrunners and all them pressured him to to give an outline of how things are going to play out, and he probably was sitting there thinking to himself, "Fuck, I don't I don't know yet. That's why I haven't written the goddamn books. If I knew, I'd be writing." Don't you think so? So uh, uh, I guess this, 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 and this happens. That's that that that'll work, right? They'll, they'll never know. And yeah, I don't I don't feel like if he ever gets to writing the books that they're gonna play out the same way because I, I think a large part of why he hasn't written them yet is because he's still unsure of how to finish things. Um, because you know the early seasons were really good. I haven't read the books. But the early seasons and the seasons based on the books, you know, they're really good. And since then, it's been like, uh, it's been okay. And then it's just fucking nosedive these last few episodes, specifically the last one. But yeah, it was real dumb. I hated it too in the very beginning when Dickless gets killed, when she goes to Karis or whatever to have the dragon light him on fire. I'm trying to think if there was ever any other moment in the series where she says that and the dragon hesitates to put emphasis on the moment and really just play up the the, the moment. Because the dragon, after he hears it, is just like, he like puts his head back and then he puts it in and then he kind of stares at Dickless and then eventually he lights old Dickless on fire. But I'm like, why are you, just, just fucking burn him. Just do it. What are you waiting for? Okay, we know you're gonna do it. Don't just 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 get it on with. Um, you know, it was just unpleasant to watch this mad queen and her stupid army murdering a bunch of innocent people. But you know, I, I also <laughs> this is not gonna be taken well. But I look at it, and I'm thinking like maybe the reason why uh, Daenerys is so popular is because she just is this far left fantasy of someone who. It's freeing all the poor people and killing all the rich people, regardless of whether or not they're innocent. It's like a, if you are of privilege and you like it, and those who are of privilege live in King's Landing, you're fucking dying. All y'all can go to fucking hell. Um, I wonder if that's part of why people like her. I don't know. I think she's fucking trash. But yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of other things that I'm forgetting from the episode because there's just a few things that really stood out as being extra crappy. But yeah. Moving on to the Lego movie part two. Watched it. It's not good. It's so bad that it makes me question if I even like the first movie. And why Lego movie part two is so bad is because it's not funny. At no point is it ever funny. The music is solid. I'll give it that. The music is solid. But the writing is real shit. The thing I hate the most is that Chris Pat Chris Pratt plays an alternate version of his character whatever his character's name is i don't remember and this alternate version of him is a joke uh a play on all of the action characters chris pratt has played since becoming an action star so his ship is run by raptors and he makes joke about like oh you know, my hearing's not that well because I've listened to my Walkman all the time. I just have it playing all the time, even, you know, regardless of this. And I'm like, why Why are you referencing all the shit that Chris Pratt has done since becoming a movie star? And you keep doing it. And he's doing this weird, like, half John Wayne impression for this alternate character 
which I found very annoying. I hate that. I hate John Wayne's voice in general. Like, I find it very annoying. Uh, and hearing this half impression annoyed the shit on me. And then the story is just whatever. This, this, the crux of this story is now the, the brother and the sister don't get along. And because they keep fighting, the mom's like, put your Legos away. Put them in storage. No more Lego for either of you. And it's like, okay. And they cut back to them in real life every now and again. I just, I, I found nothing about it endearing or special in the way I remember the first being. And now I'm concerned and worried about re- turning to the first to see if I still like it, uh, ignoring the ending of the first, uh, of course. But that'll be an interesting rewatch. That's pretty much it. Uh, that's all that's worth talking about. So that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.